2: Liftoff,
1: we have a liftoff.
0: 32
1: minutes past the hour. Tower cleared. And as Apollo 11 does its roll program, this podcast now does its roll program. The tape is rolling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Grant Cameron, and you're listening to the Paranormal UFO consciousness podcast thank you for taking time from your life to be here
2: well let's start the insanity <laughs> i, I think it's both enough right i think it's both i do have a question though before i forget this is just what you said uh what both of you said earlier you mentioned you know maybe you're generating your these these experiences yourself maybe that thing that you experienced jeff was uh Uh, something that you projected or created. Um, Maybe these, these, these things that happen, you know, happen because we want to protect ourselves or, uh, or something like that. I've had experiences where I've been told I've been shown my entire life, all experiences, all thoughts, all feelings, every single individual scene, if you will, and like a color of light in the void of space. And I've been more or less told, nothing you think nothing you feel matters just stop asking questions none of this matters if if how can you have one with the other (laughs) if nothing matters then why why are we worried about what matters
3: (laughs) yeah what we we think matters okay i have i have one um i have one time dilation kind of story but the information that i got at the end of it might for me, kind of had, was a tiny 1% bit of an explanation to what all these different things could be. Um, so I had a, a, an experience where I, you know, my, I, I have so many things that are always tied into music. So I just randomly got some brand new song, I downloaded it, you know, bought it on iTunes or whatever had it on my phone, and then had this experience where I, you know, smoked, Lie down just to listen to this song or whatever, and um, and this whole time thing happened. So, I had so the song is like four minutes, just as a normal you know length song or whatever. It wasn't super long, four minute song, and I dropped into a you know alternate dimension or whatever you want to say, where I had an entire life where I lived as a you know whatever. Wow. I can't remember any of them. And, uh, and the, the song has a really long fading out end. And as the music was getting quieter and quieter, quieter, I was dying, like that was the end of my life or whatever. And uh, then I finally died. And then I woke up and was so surprised. It was like Desta in the bedroom kind of thing again. So and because I was so high, I couldn't, um, I didn't put I didn't I didn't have the the wherewithal to to just put the stupid song on repeat so i got up and i thought holy shit i way more liked what i just experienced than this so i pressed play again so i pressed you know like play the song again lie down again had another entire lifetime in a t- entire <laughs> different Come dimension on and where and then the song fades out and it's for a four minute song but it felt like it was it was my entire life in this other dimension then I died and then I woke up and I was like holy shit I want to do this again and press play for four hours this four minute song and I never figured out just to put it on repeat I woke up like I you know got up pressed play again felt not asleep or whatever but Lied down again, had another entire life, woke up, you know, and died and the whole thing. So only at the end of the four hours, when I was like finally coming to, I started going like, okay, holy shit. It's like getting light outside. That was the entire night. Like what exactly is happening here? And so I got, um, the like, you know, feeling or image or whatever you want to say. I saw this, like my entire other bedroom across the way, full of bubbles, like full of actual, like, like foam bubbles like zillions of bubbles in this room and and what they kind of like made it seem like is that out of an entire you know 14 by 14 foot room or whatever i had just experienced like 1 centimeters worth of bubbles and what happened was every life that i had just experienced was like a bubble and then when i pre- when i woke up and pressed play again and had a new experience I just came off of the bubble into the the next bubble and lived the life of that bubble. And then when I pressed it again, had a new life, I lived it off of that bubble. So, which sounds crazy, but I mean, so what that (laughs) meant to me was that that is how uh, an infinite number of lifetimes, dimensions, parallel realities, whatever you want to say. I just experienced the full bubble, which is the full life and existence of all of these different beings in such a small amount, if you think of the universe being the size of my you know, bedroom or whatever, and I was only doing one centimeter, yet it was four hours worth of four minute long chunks of all of those different lives. So they were trying to say like, there is an infinite number of things out there happening. And when you fall into these states and you can experience like you're saying Chase with like the, the kid and then the other person's arm, like is, does that mean that's you in another in another life? But I was kind of just getting the feel of that. that's in an infinite number of, of uh, realities. That's just all of these beings and what they're experiencing. And so we're like lucky to get a glimpse or a snapshot into what all these different again. And maybe it's a theory of wow, which is just like you're supposed to come back going, holy shit, I just had like tw- like whatever that is, a thousand lives in a four hour period and I experienced everything that that person was experienced. I experienced the entire dying process. And then I did it again. So maybe it's just, again, the theory of wow, where it's just, we're supposed to be trying to figure it out. And it's like, what the hell is going on? It doesn't make any sense. Why would I be all these different people? But maybe it's not even the point of trying to figure it out. Like you're saying, Chase, like trying to very specifically figure it out. Maybe none of it makes any sense and doesn't matter. And you're not even supposed to be figuring out. It's just, to present something to you where you've never heard of it before, and where you're going, holy shit! Well, something is not how we normally think it is, right? Something else yeah. is out there. Whether we're supposed to be figuring it out, and it's supposed to be the most important thing that we're trying to find the answers to how this all works. Maybe we're not supposed to be, but it's definitely more fun.
2: You've got to gotta share know. the. You got to share. Hang on, hang on. You got to share John what song Hawk is this can keep your heart out. The song. You got to share the song, and you got to share what what you were smoking too uh, oh, I because i want to try
3: this
2: you did this four minutes for four four until four in the morning Well, for four
3: hours minutes. it was four hours until i could figure out to start asking like what is happening i was so out of it essentially you hit just,
0: the snooze button non-stop
3: yeah, Jeez. Exactly.
0: yeah.
2: That's, that's intense, Desta. Yeah, no.
3: Isn't and it was window every, window. every part of the
2: lifetime you had. The
3: entire oh. life. And it wasn't, it was, uh, it wasn't humans all the time. It wasn't people. It wasn't, but I, it felt like the entire lifetime, the whole time. That's why when I woke up, I was like, where am I? And it's like, oh, Desta. It's like, no, not Desta. <laughs> Presley, again, <Yeah. laughs> back to this craziness. Cause I was in Like, I remember when I was a sunflower. I (laughs) was one I was a sunflower. Oh, wow. In this other planet, but the life was one of the best out of all the lives that I had that night. This sunflower one was like, you know, it's just, you know, an incomprehensible amount of information and feelings that I was having during each of these four minute things where it felt like it was a 1000 years felt like it was an entire lifetime, or existence, not even lifetime, like we have an 80 year lifetime, it's like existence of each of these beings. And then, and then as the music, I only figured that out at the end. But as the music was like dropping off, it's like, oh, okay, time for the life to end, because she's about to finish it or whatever. And then it was like the dying process in that life, as the, uh, you wow.
2: know fade out of the song
0: happened or whatever so Jeez,
1: she, she read another book <laughs>
0: yeah yeah like one that's an adventure story in its own right there <laughs> I, I've,
1: I've got one comment and then a question for which i've already forgotten um <laughs> and the comment i've forgotten um so what does that say about ufology you see we're, we're getting this report this uh uh director of national intelligence and it's this very <laughs> simplistic thing it's like, oh, these things may be threats, these physical things, what's going on here? And then you look at the world that everybody's describing here and you're, and, and it comes to what I always come down to say, like, man, you guys haven't got a clue. It's, it's like,
3: exactly. no clue what's going
1: on here. Like, exactly. You're not even scratching the surface of what reality is about. And, and yet you see these very smart guys uh, uh, that are putting this stuff out, which just sort of blows me away. Oh, I, I know what the question was. The question is to Desta. And that is you, you did the the two books on channeling. So you're able to go into the field. You're able to actually ask questions. Have you asked questions and how does the answers you got enlighten us as to what's actually going on?
3: (laughs) About what specifically reality?
1: Well, about reality, about, you know, you, you know, you must've asked about the bubbles or about, uh, you know, multiple lives and stuff like that. What, like, I always say, like now more and more, I say, you know, it's going to be less physical, the world, than you think. It's going to be more spiritual. It's going to be a thousand times more complex. And so what is your, because you've, you've been able to go in there and ask questions. And I think like, like the material I get, it's noetic material. So it's going to be somewhat accurate, the material you're getting back. You're getting these answers. And oneness is the key message. But do they give us any enlightenment based upon what you've got? And tell us what your two books are so people can uh, get the enlightenment.
3: well I always ask but this is the thing I ask what the so whatever the experience is I always ask at the end like what like what is what does that mean or what what is the message or what does it mean but that's what I get I would get something weird like the vision of a gigantic room and filled with bubbles and then because they're trying to show different ways of how to explain it so they they the information I get every time is that you have literally no concept of what we're saying. And that's why these things are so crazy because this is the easiest way for us to explain it to you, but they explain it in a different way every time. So I said, I, I said the story one time about like the golden Buddha, the end was like the golden Buddha. And he had like an infinite number of like golden long, like an infinite length of golden threads coming out of his head kind of and the (laughs) the buddha was this was source source was this gigantic fat golden buddha like how you'd normally see the chinese buddha what is happening today all of the people every every person was these strings coming out of his head which just really meant that that's how we're all connected back to source is because we all come from source we're all part of source and and it's just these like um we're all just a different thread and j- j- throughout the thread there's just like these little tiny nodes or whatever and that's each of our lives so like yeah. we're tied to all of our present future parallel blah blah, blah lives because each thread is each one of us and we're all part of the buddha so we're all also connected because we're part of him meaning source <clears throat> so we're all one because we are all coming from the one or the this fat buddha or whatever um but they'll but because and so i'm like okay i get it but they always say you don't get it <clears throat> they always say you think you get what we just told you but this is nothing to do with what reality is we're just trying to you know and i always say dumb it down even though it sounds bad but we're they're trying to dumb it, it down dumb so it. We can understand. but that it seems like oh I, I totally get it but then it'll be this other thing where they say it's like the bubbles but the bubbles is the same thing so the room at so the room is this it's like uh they're all like you know metaphors so like the room is like the buddha and all the bubbles are like the strings it's the same thing they just give it to me in different uh, images or versions or whatever, so I can understand that there's like this much percentage of what just happened, what felt to me like, you know, having a thousand lives. And that's like a centimeter compared to a room full, a gigantic room filled with bubbles. We're all connected. And that's what they were trying to say with these bubbles is that, like, as the song was going, and I was like, the lifetime would be the circular bubble. And then I would just go to the next bubble, the next bubble, the next bubble. But, you know, it's a 3D you know, room of bubbles. So I could have gone to any of these things. Sometimes you're a sunflower, sometimes you're a man, sometimes you're whatever. But it's it's still saying we're all one because all the bubbles are connected. It's a room packed filled with foam. (laughs) And so all all the bubbles are connected. And you can go and experience lives of everyone else because it is all connected because all the bubbles touch each other at some point because it's a room packed with foam or it's like the golden Buddha with all the threads coming out of his head you could go and jump to other lives or jump to different lives on the the thread that is your thread but it's all one because we're all part of the Buddha it's the same thing they just they give me different you know, so, but then I'm like, oh, I get it. But they're always like, but that isn't really what it is. It's, close, it's, it's like kind of close enough. to that.
0: Dusty, do you remember me telling you about my, my first uh, breakthrough experience where I'm looking up at the universe. I've never been into West uh, Eastern stuff at all. I've never, I, I've, I've obviously seen the Buddhist face, both versions of them and whatnot, but I had this trip, the whole entire world turns into lights and then they sh- Ego death, they're shooting me like I'm in Star Wars, and it's all happening. And then all those lights gather together and turn into the Buddha. And then oh. I blew him up, <laughs> I shot right through him and exploded. And like those lights just became everything else again after I went through them. I was like, I, I had no idea why I would have seen the Buddha, I, I've never been into that at all. But it was a very huge, huge, smiling Buddha face. It was like, almost like and I just went right through. But he, he, Buddha, was made up of the lights that just destroyed me a second ago like that just having a big day today all
2: all day today he's just gonna turn into a ball of light on the the podcast all day today I will hearing this stuff and everybody's gonna say it's bullshit but it won't be the triangle
0: on the wrist the 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 buddha jay's story about being next to that airplane because when i was practicing meditation it's like i i accidentally remote viewed i don't know who i saw that guy was that i showed up in his room i don't know anything about this stuff it just happened and it's been happening all day today, and it just happened during this, this like five different times. It's insane. I don't know why it's it's just wacky, so similar. But I was just going to say to say the intelligence thing we brought up. There, there might be a reason why all these messages seem absolutely baffling, impossible to understand. And even when the entities are like, you're not going to get it. It's like, have you ever wondered why you have to feed and water, give water to a dog its entire life, and it never figures out how to feed and give water to itself, but a human child will eventually take care of itself. It's like, we might be at that level of intelligence where we get stuff, we can interact with our owner or our, our bigger <laughs> ones, but there's a wall. You know, there's a wall and that wall might just be that these things are just this ultimate, evolu- you know, source. And, you know, what we perceive is as the, as the lackluster human version of it. And everyone's got these great interpretations. But another thing I was gonna say real quickly was the bubbles thing. Obviously the bubbles have something to do. What, I mean, I know this is gonna really be basic... I don't don't want to sound stupid, but there's a reason why planets and and moons and stuff like that shape themselves into a spherical shape. And in psychedelics, I've encountered bubbles of some sort multiple times. It's almost very strange. And one of the times it was beings in the bubbles and they came to like, kind of talk to me and I embarrassed myself because I was scared and they just went away. But there's a, has a lot that I I think there's something to do with like a global, like a global shape in psychedelics. Maybe you're traveling in it, maybe it's all metaphor and they're just trying to articulate something new. but there is something weird i actually heard a guy the other day it was one of the people that was in sri years ago he talked about it's the most proficient form so when you are out of your body or something and you're like in this traveling state of energy or whatever you eventually form like what's like a bubble and i thought oh my god is that why i was seeing those faces in those bubbles people were or these things were kind of coming up to me i don't know i think there's just something there too and i've heard a lot of witnesses talk about seeing like soap like bubbles almost like a glistening type of floating orb coming past them. and grant had someone on your show that made a painting one time yeah these faces in the bubbles and i saw people. that painting and i was like son of a gun i cannot believe this is all <laughs> well, yeah. connected
1: everybody anybody that sees orbs will absolutely maintain they'll say can you see the face in it that's my mother or, or it's an alien or it's and i'm going no i can't i mean <laughs> everybody Destin, we've done those those things I bet you I've got 50 people and they'll all say the same thing. That's one of the patterns. They have thousands of these sightings where they're photographing these things and they'll all maintain there's a a face in the orb. And I always look at it and I go, yeah, I guess you can see a face. And they're absolutely, can you see the face? I never would have believed it unless I saw what I
0: saw. I swear, I never, I absolutely believe it now. There is something, yeah.
1: One of the interesting things that, that, uh, this goes to my podcast yesterday, where I I have um, McGilchrist, I think I sent the video of him, Uh, this guy where he's talking about the left brain, and the right brain. And he said, the left brain cannot handle analogy has no idea how, how how analogy works. And so when you see the implants where Roger Lear and Sims say there's 250 implants with people with the experiencers and they're all on the left side of the body, which means they're affecting the right brain. So that's how they talk to you. That's why the, the right brain is in the field shuts down the left brain, you're in the, the and all the, all their lessons are through these sort of parables and analogies where they're trying to say, it's sort of like this, but it's not like, you know, that it just sort of give you an idea. And that goes back, I think, even to uh, what's his name, Donald Hoffman, where he says, everything's an analogy. You can never actually interact with, with reality itself. It's not, you can't, the icons, you can't yeah. It's, it's non-local. You can't, and everything is this sort of analogy that it's sort of like this. And it's sort of like that.
0: Well, it would make sense because humans are really great at coming up with metaphors, analogies, and and, and things like that. That's like what we, you know, especially me, I'm like so broken brain. Sometimes I actually have to physically come up with some sort of cartoonist situation to understand the thing. <laughs> I have to like come up with some ridiculous visualization that makes, you know, everyone else is like, you just wasted 10 minutes to <laughs> But
1: Let, so let's, do a, let's do it. Let's do a small session here. We were, we were talking at the beginning and I said, we wanted to talk about this. Let's talk about the the, the marks on the body.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, there we go. Okay, Chase, yeah. you want to? Chase and I both What's experienced a very similar thing um, for Chase. I think he was in like a meditative state, essentially trying to make contact with whatever, whatever this is. And yeah. me, the exact same thing. I was just getting into meditation. It's Destas fault. She was the one helping me. She was the one giving me guidance. So obviously she left <laughs> something out of the equation because you got my ex girlfriend's legs all scratched up, Destas. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. that, that's um, why she's
1: left. She's turned her camera. That's on.
0: right. She knew what was coming. But it, it, it <laughs>
1: Quite literally. And I
0: still, I mean, I'll, I can, you know, color it fill it in with a pen or something. Cause I quite literally eventually woke up bleeding from the wrist. And my girlfriend's like, yeah, you've been for the last couple of months, you've been saying someone's been grabbing you from the wrist. I go to Google right away. It's like, this is the first step in sleep apnea. I mean, I'm sleep uh, was,
1: paralysis, you know,
0: paralysis. But then it said right there, people don't develop sleep paralysis. They get, they have it their lifelong and you notice it your entire life, whatever. But I was clear as day feeling someone grab my hand, their knuckles, like their fingers and their skin and then i would wake up and like pull my hand away like who's that and no one's there and then sure enough i got a triangle blood going down my wrist all over the pillow so we had to throw the pillowcase away couldn't get the blood out of it but um have you, have you got we, a,
1: have you got a photo of it i mean how big was it
0: it's it's actually about the size of my pinky nail like i'm covering it right now with my pinky like that's how small it is but it, it's just right there right in the corner it's hard to see cuz i don't have any lighting here yeah. but um okay. I, I can i'll take a picture of it eventually to 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 show you with yeah. some sort of contrast and, and
1: you had a triangle sighting that's sort of how it started for you right
0: yeah, I don't like making those connections because now I think, why would they mess with me like this? But yes, my mother and I, I don't get into the long story, but 1996, very up, very close, some spooky action. The thing just hovered silently, made the trees flex over. It moved over our swamp, took off very slowly. It was just like this kind of mundane, but rather mind blowing experience that everyone did a TR3B, TR3B. <laughs> well, if that was the case, we've had TR3B since goddamn the Middle Ages, for Christ's sake. So I don't know what it's it gets a little obnoxious but yeah there might be a connection there and now that you told me that people have that i i didn't know that was a thing i did google it and some people wake up with scars some people wake up with a triangle on the back of their leg or something yeah i had never seen the wrist thing you'll you'll actually
1: see it in in the triangle book the woman there was a woman that helped me edit it and then i've sent it to desta for final editing and stuff and she had two triangles the same night i remember desta and i were i think we were at mark olson's place photographing orbs for, you know, running around the photographing these orbs that had the faces in them and stuff like that. And uh, this woman sent the photos to Mark who we were at his house. And he said, look at these. And, and the one was completely filled in. It was red, it was completely filled in. And it was fairly big, maybe, I don't know, half an inch or something, completely equilateral. And the one on the other wrist was, um, had lines in it. It was, you could see the outline. It had the lines across, it. it wasn't filled in. And one-on-one on one wrist, one-on-the-other wrist. And that, that leads to the question of why would they put a triangle? So what's your answer? What Why would they put a triangle or do anything to you in the middle of the night? What, what do you think that's all about?
0: I used to, you know, I joked around the last time you asked, Matt, because I don't think I'm special at all. I, I, I kind of get annoyed sometimes by the amount of ego people claim to have when they're supposedly, you know, got rid of that. But I, I, I just assume that it has to be something greater than I can understand. I mean, I'm, to get real basic with it, does a gorilla know why the German university student is taking its DNA and sending it through the internet to a university <laughs> on the other side of the country yeah. to break down their genetics over the course of like decades? No, of course, the gorilla doesn't know that. And so maybe that's as simple as it is. And maybe it's is as complex as, I am a special being and I, and I need to stay, they need to watch me. Why would they save me? I spend most of my days eating Count Chocula and smoking weed. So I don't know what would be the point of, of saving me and doing all this stuff. Am I that big of an antenna or worthwhile project? I don't know.
1: What, what about a wake-up call? What about just to get you to go, holy shit, what's going on here?
0: Well, that's certainly what's happening because I've spent my entire life addicted <laughs> to this stuff. I was a kid. And the, 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 I remember the, the, the triangle sighting was followed by almost two weeks afterward, like solid two weeks afterwards of seeing my parents pull in the driveway, us kids pointing, and then boom, and the car would explode, and it'd be over, and it was like this, do not, hey, just keep your mouth shut about it type of thing, and it only inspired me more, I was so scared about it, I was just like, this is, <laughs> someone, I don't know, and maybe, maybe that's, maybe it's myself saving myself my entire life, maybe it's, maybe me dying as a kid had something to do with, it. I don't know, there's just like this endless, I have endless anecdotes, Grant and Destiny. I, I can't even, every day, I'll remember something else, my mother would be like, you don't remember how you used to come running out of your room all the time, claiming there was a shadow person in there, like you know, just random stuff. I don't even remember that stuff. But
1: have you done a book yet? I always ask. Have you done everyone a book
0: says to, to write a book, but I am the one of the laziest people you ever will ever meet. And I'm trying so hard to motivate myself. I heard you should get a cocaine addiction before you write a book. But I've never been, into it. but uh, uh, so I don't know. But yeah, I do kind of want to incorporate all this stuff because I, you know, I I live a life of of like excess adrenaline and these sightings as well. So it's kind of like I. It's kind of exciting, but at the same time, I haven't learned anything.
1: Because once once you come out in the triangle book, you'll be famous. And now everybody's gonna want to know the rest of the story. <laughs> uh
0: grant, we have five hundred and thirty-seven followers on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I already
1: am famous. <laughs> we'll oh, get it up oh, there. We'll get it up. Don't worry. Up. We'll pump it up today. Huh? I, I made six dollars on Spreaker. <laughs> okay, but Chase, your me. your thing, and then I'll tell you a couple stories. Chase, tell tell us your story. We're this where you had this experience
2: well what experience with your with your girlfriend oh oh right 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 um so actually she said quite a few um this was the most significant and and again i was on the couch uh you know she turned something on that uh i had no interest in and, and instead of watching it with her i just zoned out um Eyes open, kind of a meditative state, and convinced myself that I was going to contact this light in the sky that uh, I had uh, successfully brought in. You know, my first C five, and uh, yeah, she she yelps out and says, uh, "My legs burning." We got a blanket over. Us. She pulls a blanket up, and she's got scratches. Uh, she's got scratches on her thigh. Uh, probably 14 or 15 scratches on her thigh. um, And then on the back of her calf, same leg, left leg. Um, And uh, and they were bad. They were raised. They didn't, they didn't break the skin, but I mean, they were very noticeable, very, very, you know, scratches. Um, And so, I haven't tried to do that again since she had <laughs> scratches on her leg. I don't want to try it again. And she goes, Well, I wrecked the car because, you know, it scratches <laughs> on her face. I go, Oh, shit. So I don't know, you know, um, uh, that, you know, that, that was confusing um, because it, that could be interpreted as a negative experience. And, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to start, start that kind of thing. Now, have to recognize it though it could be negative it, it, it possibly you know i don't know but, but, Chase, i'm uh... sorry i don't
0: mean to interrupt you i'm so sorry to interrupt you can i just say one thing real fast i we had a guest on recently that i just dawned on me nathaniel gillis what does nathaniel yeah. gillis say about it i mean he's a religious demonologist so he's not he's trying to join the uap thing yeah. he says that there are ancient literature that shows that what these beings do to your soul and your emotions manifest themselves on your skin so like people would find like a writing or something on their skin after I don't know how you know whatever
2: anyway sorry gotcha. Chase I
0: just reminded me no it's an
2: it's interesting uh, hypothesis you know uh, um, no Sh- Shari has also had other experiences where you know she's, she's had dots on her spine right before we started dating um, she had a classic UFO abduction event um, she lights she woke up it was bright outside of course middle of the night. Um, you know, the insects outside get really loud and then she goes to sleep and then her daughter wakes her up later. Uh, she sleeps in and she's got these, you know, bruises on her arm, like this big four four fingered thing came in, you know, and this weird way that, you know, there's no way you could do it. Um, right around the same time, um, actually, I was uh, uh, conversing relatively regularly with the former director of the MUFON for Maryland and Um, another state, uh, Maryland, one of the other states around there, same thing happened to her exact same thing, same arm, same bruises, um, really Really peculiar. Um, nothing like that has ever happened to me, as far as I'm aware. Shari has had these kinds of events happen to her all throughout the course of her life. Uh, you know, she's had woken up with a big bruise on her on her thigh as well um, from a classic abduction scenario. Things came into her bedroom, picked her up, put her on a table. It was in the kitchen. The kitchen turned into a spaceship or a yep. laboratory setting. They had white suits on. They did stuff to her. They put her back. Um, another time she was on a, on a, a, she was living in Houston and she had uh blight, bright blue lights come in, you know, the, 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 uh, uh, weird blue color that a lot of abductees claim they see yeah. came in all of the windows all the way around the place. Um, and this was while she was, uh, she was pregnant with her second daughter. Um, you know, and, and she, and this is another experience for us right here. Uh, that's a, that's a craft. She's driving up a highway and there's this orb with these lights and she gets a phone call and the phone call, um, this goes to voicemail and somebody says, are you there? And she, she claims that when she listened to the voicemail, that was, that tied every experience in her life together. She immediately realized everything's connected. Are you there is a wake up call? Like, are you paying attention? Yeah. Um, you know, and everything we've talked about, she would, she, she was on with it. She'd be going, yeah, it's obvious guys, you know? It gets a little frustrating talking to her because I go, is it like that? And she goes, well, yeah, it's like that. I mean, you know, duh. And you go, all right. Well, I, mean, I guess it's not that obvious to me. Um, so, yeah, I personally, though, I haven't had um, any experiences like that uh, now while consuming in South America uh, the, uh, the, the, you know, the God particle or whatever it's a spirit molecule. Yeah. Um, I've had some less than ideal, uh, experiences as well. I had one where this worm, I was like fighting with this worm parasite thing and wrapped around me. And that was all experience. And I, I woke up and I, I came back and I thought, well, Now it's things wrapped around me somewhere and, you know, um, so I don't, I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. I've (laughs) day to day, minute to minute, as long as I can put my clothes on, um, I'm doing okay. Yeah.
1: Yes. Have you had anything?
3: (laughs) Any, uh, what, Uh,
1: you know, the body marks or weird things where, and then I'll tell Jim Schaefer's story.
3: I had years and years of taking pictures of bruises that would randomly come in the middle of the night. And so I, I took pictures of them, but I, I would never, I don't think I've ever told anyone cause I don't want to make it like a, like some people can be like, Oh, they're abducting me and this is my hybrid baby kind of thing, or this is whatever. But yeah, I had years of that. And I had a handful of um, mainly when I noticed the marks would come Is I used to do a bunch of like, um, a bunch of the dowsing and healing stuff that I kind of do one of them is like entity removals which I don't do anymore because like I only had negative experiences doing it but I did notice that a lot of the um because I have to write down for clients I have to write down the date and then when I take the pictures if I have any of the bruises obviously my phone records the date so I did notice that A lot of those bruises would come after I was doing these, um, you know, entity removals or whatever. And I would always have some feeling of something being in the room. I had, a um, things like trying to choke me, like some big gigantic, like at the exact same time, like elastic band or something over my throat, choking me something in my legs, squeezing my legs. I'd like this like block of ice kind of thing sitting on my lap once and and after all of them I got sick after and after all after I got sick for a week or two I was in bed basically I got all those bruises and so I don't do that anymore obviously because that was like I it took me a long time to figure out if they were all related but I knew something was in the room and I got sick after and that was enough that I that I don't do it anymore but but yeah, I, I don't have any memories of, of anything else happening. I just have the the, the entity removal thing and then these um, bruises and stuff.
2: Is that, I'm sorry, Grant.
3: No, go
1: ahead. Go
2: ahead. I, I was just going to ask, Dessa, I mean, you said earlier that, you know, you, I think your your hypothesis is is really close to mine and that, you know, you think it, there is no separation and all these things that happen, they're us and more or less. So how do you rationalize those experience what was that is that is that us just i what is it like to get choked i'll just get choked, choke myself real quick i mean i <laughs> i'm just joking but i mean honestly like do you have have you figured out quite or try to try to explain
3: no, I, that? I know that yeah i guess that perspective i haven't thought about but i know that um talking to some people that would know more about stuff like that like you're saying um uh, Nate Gillis or whatever and I would say Steve Mayer is a parapsychologist too who, who would like have experience with some of these other entities um, is always you know and I've read all those old books and stuff of like lower astral beings and all that stuff obviously I learned that stuff you know that's exactly the entity removal stuff that I was doing in my um, for my clients or whatever is you know I, I've learned about stuff like that but They don't tell you when you're taking the class of how to remove entities off people, like what's going to happen to you. They just kind of like tell you (laughs) the theory behind how you're trying to help this person. But they never really mentioned the fact that it might be then jumping in and, and, and staying with you. So yeah, I never thought of it in the way that you're right, if it is this one, you know, thing, is it me trying to give myself a lesson, because I was always so surprised, thinking, if I have the best intentions of trying to help someone, why that I must be protected. And you know, I think I do my whole like little protection ritual things before I do healing work. But I mean, how do you, you know, there's enough other stories of people that, do any kind of stuff, whether it's healing work, and then get these entities, or like you're saying, your girlfriend or whatever, just people in general, just having these uh, experiences, I don't know if there's a way to properly, you know, if anyone knows how to properly protect yourself of of any of these things. And so I just didn't really spend much time (laughs) trying to figure it out. I just stopped doing it. Is, is knowing that, that something not great was happening, so let's just stop. Is there not
1: something in the literature with uh, people who are doing healing where you take on the illness of the person, or you take on the oh yeah, where, where you're grabbing the there's a negative energy that that person has got and you're pulling it off them. You take it onto yourself, and that's what removes it from them.
3: Totally, and I know that one of yeah. the uh, teachers that I had, I was pretty surprised to hear this, but um, he was really busy. Uh, you know, like booked up for six months into the future kind of thing all the time. And I asked him once, like how he got so many clients or like who these people were, like how so many people knew about him, because he wasn't really well known. And he said, most of my clients are um, like energy workers, It's, it's actually people that are supposed to be helping other people. And they can't help themselves. So he he said he was like, you know trying to help the energy workers clear themselves and i just thought i don't know if that's really you know i get that whole thing grant you know you, you take on the the you're taking something on but the thing is if you then need to go get help you're helping someone just so you can go get help i mean is that really helping someone because then you need the help
1: but did you, you know, need just- help did you need help after that or did you just take it on right. and it you dissipated that like you pulled it off them i mean is there indications well, not like you take off cancer and then suddenly you get cancer it but i just heard this thing where you're sort of taking it and uh um,
3: to, to transmuting it some yeah. of the the things say that and i and i learned that in some of those classes like you're supposed to be like that that you know they call it transmuting so you're supposed to take the even if it's reiki or whatever you take it and then you somehow should yeah know how to ground to it, it, it. Or yeah. it yeah ground it, it. <laughs> so that's something a, like that
0: grounded <laughs>
3: <laughs> that but was a I great could,
0: x-files uh, episode by the way does anyone remember <laughs> A shaman he ate the people and then regurgitated them back up and oh. they were finding
3: <laughs> oh right that's yeah, exactly what that. we're talking about <laughs>
0: Good sorry I even spoke well
3: and even shamans like any of those people right are supposed to be doing it but it's like I don't know I just felt like there was something in the house after these these really big ones that I did I felt something in the room I felt like and I was like I'm on a zoom call with this person all of a sudden I feel something like squeezing my neck and I'm like holy shit like I don't how am I supposed to know what to do with this and then I was really sick and then I got all those bruises for weeks and weeks after that and I thought so yeah is it me am I giving myself the bruises right after I don't know like I don't I don't know I don't know if it's that power of the it.
0: mind can obviously make people do i mean look at phantom limb look at uh, false pregnancies look at all these things that just like people can manifest their whole entire yeah. like, just change in general and then actually oh, you know there, okay. there's no baby i anymore. like the
2: house of mirrors the house of mirrors idea you know and maybe it's um you know and, and you know when you were practicing in that way your clients had these these things that they manifested these issues that they directly manifested. And then by helping them, you know, you're interacting with these reflections of them and maybe, you know, there's some resonant energy or something that sticks around that you have to get rid of somehow. I don't know, but yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's another part of this, you know, that, uh, you know, what, what are you supposed to make with the, getting choked or a worm crawling around and you know you're going oh no it's, uh, it's just
1: you know why not now let me give you the theory of wow uh you, you know bud hopkins and jacobs and these guys they had lots of these people i had the scoop mark and I was the big thing back in yeah. the day it's like oh i got a scoop mark you were abducted And it's like the interview would say, oh, they're taking a skin sample. It's like, oh yeah, they need to take a skin sample. Yeah, right. So they're doing a scoop mark and then everybody would show off their scoop mark and, or they'd have the implant. I even got one in my left wrist. And so you, you look at this kind of stuff. I remember Jim Schaefer who lived with us in, in Winnipeg. And one time, Jim, I don't know if you've ever seen the photo. He photographed this. He wakes up in the middle of the night and his. His hair is all wet. He's got his hands. His his hair is all wet. And he's going, what is going on? So he goes to the bathroom, turns on the light. There's blood all over his hands. He's going, what the heck? And he takes the mirror and he looks into the crown of his head. There's a Y. It just looks like a Y cut into the top of his head. And he showed me this photograph and he was really angry. And he said, why would they do this to me? And I said, I don't know, maybe they are trying to get your attention and you weren't paying attention. So he said, Let's give him something that he can't deny because there's no way. And, and so he had this Y cut in his forehead and he said he was so embarrassed. And it was a deep cut too. He was so embarrassed that he didn't want to go to the hospital to get it stitched up. So he just sort of left it and let it heal over. And then he has the famous healing experience where he has the, the lymph node tumor on his neck and it's, it's this big, huge tumor. And this, this ball of light comes off, the, you know, down through his dirty clothes, which he's really embarrassed about. And then up and, and he films this as it's going into his body as one of the more dramatic films ever taken. And uh, he suddenly gets, he gets up and then he goes to the, to the bathroom and the tumor is gone. And so he's supposed to have the operation, the cancer operation on the Tuesday or something. He goes to the oncologist and the oncologist says, what happened? He said, it just disappeared. And he said, it doesn't disappear. What do you mean? What do you mean it happened? He said, I think it went away Sunday morning. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so he said he, The oncologist, he didn't tell the oncologist what happened, but he went and told his doctor because the doctor had seen the cut. And then the, all the doctor would say is, play that again. Play that again. He made him play this video of this orb going into his body. He was just fascinated with this whole thing. Yeah.
0: Another synchronicity right there. I just want to say real quick. My mother told me a story just recently. She said, you know, I had a paranormal experience when I was younger. I hurt my knee on the horse and I had this weird uh, vision of a ball of light hitting me. The next morning she woke up, her leg was fine. Yeah. And this was like 25 years ago. And she goes, hey, my leg hurts now. For the first time in 25 years, I just talked about it for the first time. ever. Now my leg hurts. Wow. So are, they, are these things jerks? They're like,
2: oh, you're talking about <laughs> <or> taking it away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and, and you, you take the other thing where I talked to like Jim had a lot of weird stuff and now he, he died of COVID, but he, he had a lot of weird stuff. So I'd, I'd say to him, like the thing of the theory was, I'd say Hey Jim, you ever heard these stories about people where they put their clothes on inside out and backwards and they, and you, and you wake up, he says, you want a photograph? It's happened to me a couple of times. I took a photograph <laughs> and he sends gives me this photograph of his shirt inside out and backwards when he wakes up or they have a different shirt on or like, uh, you know, the whole thing where, uh, was it, um, uh, what's his name from denver he claimed that he had betty hill's nightgown on and and these kind of things where you come with somebody else's clothes and he had i was abducted and all i have is this t-shirt and when he woke up <laughs> he didn't have the t-shirt so he said he was walking around this t-shirt on and it was this year wow where they're doing these really weird things to make you go what is going on like like why would you put a triangle on somebody's wrist that makes no sense whatsoever except to go to the make the person go what the hell is going on here? Cause it's, it's no, yeah. no doubt the ones that this tr- Karen had, If you see them, they are not, they're not sort of triangles. They are as clear as day and they're oh, yeah. big and they're colorful. And it's like, wow. And the same night, two different triangles. And you see this over and over again, where this weird sort of thing. And, and I think, yes, I think you can agree that this happens in, in seances and stuff like that, where people get scratches and this sort of stuff. It's, yeah. it's part of this, um, whether it's, um, you know, whatever. It's, it's just kind of interesting. That-
0: I hold out that, that there's dark things out there as well. I mean, there's a reason why these people that are all into like CE five stuff nowadays, talk about that intention, make sure you have a good intent. Like Josh talked about Jay about that. And I guess Jay tried to tell us before like science Bob, I think it was that told him that I don't even think he's into C five as far as I know, but I uh, told him that there are bad things out there. So go with the intention. Sean K also is the same thing. If you're going to go meditate and try to make contact, have an attention. I mean, maybe we're not exactly always seeing a reflection back of what we're afraid of or something like that, because, I mean, I know some of the most intelligent people, right, that, that want to go out to like Skinwalker Ranch, come back with like a horrific story or something. And, and these people just were there for open, honest, you know, scientific research. And I don't know, I, I just I just hold out for the idea that maybe there, everything out there isn't just this, you know, ben, benevolent thing. You know, maybe there are some things out there that that you're setting out these signals. They hear it. They show up. They have no interest in answering your questions, helping you do anything at all. They kind of interested in messing with you the same way a DMT entity messes with you. It freaking mess. You want to see the secrets of the world? Come look over here. Meanwhile, it's a pizza
2: with like a you know swordfish on it. I don't know. it
0: doesn't make any yeah, sense.
2: Yeah. I've seen, they often talk about the jesters. The experiencers often talk about the jesters and how they'll, they'll, they do these flips and, you know, they like make these weird things. And, uh, I've, I've had an experience where they were, they were all around an opening into some other experience and they were all doing that, you know, and you just go, what the hell is this? Like, why are you dancing around? And what's the, you know, it's yeah. But is there a separation
1: from the one, is there actually an evil thing out there that's separate from the one that, that, that comes in, or has somebody manifested this evil energy made it? It's almost like in the physical world, we can build a, a house, we can build, a house in the, in the other world with negative energy or whatever and you're picking it up on it what do you think about that i always say that maybe
0: it's a remote viewer or something or someone that's just, humans are bad we know humans can be bad maybe it's just some people that really got good at it and they're just screwing people right
1: now because you you <laughs> talked about skinwalker ranch i can give you the story of skinwalker ranch because that bo- yeah george knapp didn't have any experiences and bob bigelow didn't have any experiences till the very end and george knapp said those that were the most aggressive to the phenomena had the worst experiences. The guys, right. and, and when you see Bo Bigelow said, when I saw what they did to the government guys, I decided it was time to sell the ranch. These were the special forces guys that were armed yeah. to the hilt who got the message and said, leave, you are not welcome. And then the, the poltergeist things follows them home and there's wine bottles flying around the, the room and stuff like that. Where, um, and then you ask Bigelow. So they asked Bigelow the whole thing. They said, okay, so what was it all about? You had the Skinwalker Ranch for like eight or 10 years or whatever. What was it all about? And he said, it was messaging. It's all about messaging. It's gaming and messaging. That was his conclusion after all this weird stuff that happened there. And people have the, the influence, but you had people who had no experiences, people who had good experiences, people who had bad experiences. And according to George Knapp, the ones that were most aggressive had the bad experiences. And that's this <laughs> reflection thing.
3: And maybe that's why the good intention is so important. Because, and again, even with like ceremonial magical processes that have been happening for thousands of years, er, those people all know. um, Even back in the fifteen hundreds, right? Everyone knew that you had to have a good intention. You had to like set, um, set up things to be making sure that you're having contact with the right thing, not the demons, but the angels or whatever. So I think people have known that for a super long time. So maybe it's you know, gone down the line because of, because of that, because everyone knows that there is other things and you somehow need protection from those other things, or you need to set up your ritual to make sure that you're, you know, protecting yourself. Why were they protecting themselves in the 1500s? How would they know in the 1500s to protect themselves? But the other thing is, sorry, but one quick thing is, um, the other thing is it could still be humans. I, I don't believe that. I believe that there's lots of lower astral entity kind of things. And, and, and from my own experiences and things that I've read, you know, I do think there's things like that, but here's a, here's one of my favorite books. I always like to plug is um, this book called 30 years among the dead. I always forget the guy's name, but it's, it's done. It was written in like the twenties or thirties or something. And it's written by a guy who is a psych- psychiatrist and his wife was a medium. So she wasn't really a medium but she was just someone who could like, you know, go into a meditation and then somehow have these entities come in her, come in her and communicate through her so what they did is the whole entire book is a case study of hundreds of cases it's a huge book of from like the 20s or 30s or something where him and his wife would go to psych wards where usually women were admitted by their husbands because they were you know driving them crazy so you know in those days the guys could just like go drop their wives off because they were being annoying to the psych ward or whatever but make
0: america great again (laughs)
3: Paul Wickman. (laughs) Paul Paul Wickman yeah the Wickmans yeah and uh but it's a, a fascinating book because every person that was like admitted to these psych wards mostly women um who who maybe were schizophrenic they thought they were schizophrenic or crazy in some way so they would sit there, this husband and wife team, the husband would say to the you know, person that was admitted, the, the person that was supposed to have psychosis in some way, like, okay, um, if there's any beans inside of you, come to my wife and talk to me through my wife. I wanna ask you some questions. And then all of a sudden the wife would like go into a trance-like state and then the bean would come off of the patient into the woman, into the wife. And then the husband would say like, you know, who are you? And he would say like, John Gray or something. And he would say like, well, what are you doing? Um, what and he's just like oh this woman is so annoying why is she always around I can't get rid of her she's always like with me what's the deal and then the John would say "Um, what's what year do you think it is and he would say like 1890 and they're like no it's 1920 what's the last thing you would remember oh I was fighting with my whatever my wife and then I got a bump on the head and then all of a sudden no one could see me anymore and I would like be trying to talk to my family and everyone was ignoring me those assholes and then this woman came along and I like you know wanted to go with her or whatever and so basically it's kind of like entity attachment but without it being you know lower astral entities it's literally spirits of dead people who especially in those days maybe didn't have religious beliefs didn't know that they died because they died so suddenly then kind of just like attach themselves to whether it's a lot of women because they were, you know, more sensitive or empathic or something or whatever, who knows. And, uh, and then these women would go around and get admitted to the psych ward by their husband, because they would be saying that there's something on me. There's something, you know, you know, there's something on me or I'm hearing voices or this person is always yelling at me. And these, these spirits would be driving these women crazy. And um, they would think that they had schizophrenia when meanwhile, it was just always, so anyway, so this John Wickman would say, to the to the spirit, like you know, don't you want to go see your family? You know, you died. The hit on the head was because you got killed. You're dead. It's 1920. We're in L A. or something, and meanwhile, this this guy died in Texas or something, and uh, and then he would say like you know picture someone who you know who died you know do you remember you know was your mom dead or whatever when you were alive like can you see her now go with her and then all of a sudden the, the woman who was in the psych ward was 100 percent fine she was like and she's like that was the person who was on me he was driving me crazy and it's just these regular humans regular spirits that die don't know what they're doing somehow get attached to someone and then end up driving them crazy so it could also be that it is just like you're saying jeff is shitty humans i could <laughs> these things that are entity attachments could most of the time just be humans that you know spirits that don't know that they've died and don't know what they're doing and are just like attached to someone driving them crazy now
0: i i, I hate to keep plugging not that hey he's a good guy but I, i'll plug him again i'm sure he's he's ju- he's kind of new to ufo stuff so he's trying to relate his background in religious demonology to ufology which you know he, he came up with the theory of wow all by himself but he didn't it's not the theory of wow for a good thing it's the theory of wow for a bad thing they do these things to get people talking about it. Cause it makes it easier to get inside of them. You know it makes it easier to interact with them when everyone's talking about this stuff. And I don't know, you, you, you think back to all these uh, anecdotal accounts of like the, the from history that has nothing to do with aliens. It's all what you're talking about. And what we made the jump to aliens just like kind of recently. So maybe everything that we're experiencing today isn't really that different. It's, it's these lost soul types of things. I, I know a lot of this stuff goes hand in hand with poltergeist Ghost activity,
2: all this. I've stuff. had a lot of that. I've had yeah, doors I mean, slamming it, in the house. I've had, you know. Why
0: are we talking about? Like why are we talking about aliens? And why? In the first, it's like probably our longing because we feel so alone here. But in, it's the same. It's the same story. It's the same yeah. concept. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of nervous about that side of it because I do believe there is dark stuff out there. You go and you close your eyes long enough, and it might get you. But uh, <laughs> well,
2: I think uh, yeah. been
0: I'm in army be, too, too long. Been in the army too long. Oh, that's, uh, I'll tell you what right now though, the, the hypervigilance definitely did it for me because it's, it's, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know you, I, I, I'm not, I'm not at the point in my life where I'm ready to make the psych, the, the, the very classic psychological evolution that anyone goes through with trauma. It's, it's, I mean, it's just a fact. You, your house catches on fire at four years old. You're afraid of fire, afraid of fire. Suddenly you, you become a, a fire chief when you're, four, you know, it, make, it makes no sense, but it, somehow you worked through it and you became this thing. The Strebers, the, the Levelaces, all these people that claim to have this horrific trauma. It was the worst. It was, in fact, fe- I don't even want to say the words they used back then because it was, it was beyond horrible nightmares. And now it's all good stuff. Now it's all great. Now we've evolved to articulate in a very beautiful manner that makes it all make sense and whatnot. That's the human side of it. The strange side was the cuts on the skin while sleeping was the anal probing was the weird nightmarish activity. The doctor like visit. That's what happened. Where do we, the human side of all these experiences eventually try to turn it in my opinion into something positive positive. Not all experiences are bad and all experiences are good. But one thing is for sure, if you have the bad experience, but 90% of the people in this field will evolve it into being like a positive thing. And I, I personally want to put my... If I was going to bet, not everything out there is good. Not everything it's out the there is bad.
1: But it's, it's the same funny. thing. Whitley Strieber's people that he had the bad experience with at the beginning is the same people he's dealing with now. So mm-hmm. it may just be the fear that when you manifest you have fear you're going to manifest a real bad experience you're not going to lay still on the table you're going to fight you're going to try to kill these things or whatever Mm -hmm. and once you understand what's going on then because you what you see is is you see the beings that's the other thing that i i say it's not as simple as you think because when i talked to nancy tremaine the last interview i did with her she said i said well when did you actually see this thing as a reptilian she said i was like two or three years old and I saw him when he was two or three years old and his his scales were moving or whatever. And then when she's 12 years old, she saw him and his name she called him Mr. Cause she said she she got yeah. the grays were there and the grays were sticking this thing like a needle. She was before bidding Barney Hill yeah. and she put her hands on her hips and she says, Mister, why mm-hmm. did you let them do that to me? And he was a human being with with with, with dark hair. And then now she says he's an etheric being. He's like uh, like Chris Bledsoe's has turned into an etheric being too. It was a tall seven foot bluish green being and now it's an etheric being wearing a hood like an energy being. And you see the beings are changing so the experience is changing. Most of the bad experiences are the first one. And because- yeah. they- Fear is there, and the anger is there, and then it, they they suddenly turn into like Chris Bledsoe. He sat there for nine months in his in his room and prayed for God to take him away. I mean, he had nothing to do with this. He was life was shattered, and then, then he suddenly got regressed, and he suddenly realized what was going on, and now he's like the Messiah. You can't shut the guy up. Well, I guess I
0: I, I agree with everything you're saying there because that's exactly that could possibly be happening. I guess what I were directly referring to is when Whitley will say things like if I hadn't moved, I wouldn't have been injured. If he hadn't have been ass probed, he wouldn't have been injured, period. That's all I mean, because he said that the other day on a podcast, and all I thought was, if I just submitted, I would have been okay. That is the opposite of how humans are, though. I mean, I, if I... I couldn't imagine... I w- I've never been in that scenario, and maybe that's just what you're saying, Grant, is exactly what happens. He didn't realize, and that he's projecting how bad it is, but when he still agrees today that he was anally probed against his will or Travis Walton, they shot me with a laser and then they fixed me, or, or they, they leave leave it. It. its like it.
3: But it's our perception. It's the human perception. What, what would perception? be the purpose of jamming it up? But, but that's your perception, is that anal probing is so bad, which is probably most people's perception. But the other thing is, a little tiny cut on no, your bad. wrist we murder people all the time. We murder animals right. all the time. People torture each other and torture animals all the time. Yeah. For something to be putting a little tiny cut on your wrist, who the hell cares? Jeff, like, this is Jeff being, it,
0: right. This is a perfect example this of what I'm is, saying. This is though. a day. Who has control here? You want to have control,
3: but we're not <laughs> in control. Maybe well, that's I don't. A I never gave anyone my permission
0: <laughs> to stick a triangle on my
2: arm. <laughs> you so, need to normalize it, Jeff. Maybe
3: you did. With the
2: times. Come
1: on. Maybe, maybe you did agree <laughs> to that. That's the whole point of soul Yeah, Maybe that you do that <laughs>
3: That's yeah. too. Well, I don't
1: like it. <laughs> so right, so yeah, my question
3: is us. I was just gonna say, if it is us, so if this is you trying to give yourself a message, so if the anal probe is something that you're so <laughs> shocked and horrified over, maybe that's the reason you're gonna get it one day. Like, I'm sorry, Justin, I'm skinner. sorry. Is someone here not horrified by
0: the idea of that? Is someone in this group oh, so, in this group,
3: what? Oh,
2: God. I'll tell you
0: right now, I don't oh. care what anyone says to me in this moment. If anyone tells me that it's a good thing to be anally probed by a stranger, Go t- <laughs> it's going to happen one day, Jeff.
2: Yeah, I will. That's why I'm going to put it.
0: A- yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm going to get a chastity belt and go to sleep with that on. <laughs> one, of
1: the, one of the questions would be, what's offended, your spirit or your ego? Ego. <laughs> yeah. your ego
0: is what roots you here. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, if you uh, look what happened to Whitley, he told everyone what happened to him and the whole world made fun of him. So the biggest, he, I mean, what roots him here is a human. What keeps him is this. It was most affected by it. So now this non-physical thing interacted with him ruined his life. And he's got to spend his entire life fighting the idea, yeah. you know, like quit ruining my, you know, the aliens already messed with me. Now you're going to, I mean, I, I feel like the ego roots you here. So drastically bad. That's why we shed it. When we go to these places, that's basically the one. It's almost like the router in this world in our bodies. What keeps us here. What keeps us human. So I think that you got to deal with a lot of that over
1: that's this week's episode of the paranormal ufo consciousness podcast i'm your host grant cameron hoping that you will join me for upcoming episodes links to my youtube interviews books and my facebook sites are in the show notes if you love the podcast or learn something valuable we'd love for you to subscribe rate or give a review on today's episode if you would like a certain paranormal subject dealt with in the future, please let us know until next time, watch this space and thank you so much for listening.